eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. I think the Dolphins might have um, made a good investment by paying Vic Fangio. Yeah, they, they definitely made the right choice there. And I just like the way this defense is starting to come together. I think um, I have written down, they only gave up 10 first downs, 186 total yards. You probably said all that. And I was, you know, just zoned nope, out. You nailed it. Nice. Fewest rushing yards allowed this preseason. Um, fewest points allowed since August 9th, 2013 for Jacksonville. So a bunch of firsts for this Dolphins defense. But, I mean, the fact that we wanted to see these teams come out there and try to run the football and, uh, I mean, for the most part, they stymied that. And your boy, Brandon, okay, we're not going to talk about positions yet. But, yeah, man, glad they paid Vic Fangio, hoping that no teams are watching and tr- going to try to poach him for even more than that $4.5 million that he's making as a coordinator. You know, and if you want to look at it this way, too, Damian Pierce, six carries for 15 yards. He also had a long of seven. So if you really want to say five carries for eight yards, that sounds even better because, you know, I know a lot of people like to take the best thing someone did and just take it out of the equation. If he wasn't awesome this one time, he would have been terrible. Josh, how about that one? Uh, But overall, a great performance, only 154 receiving yards allowed. Uh, One final thing, Josh, we'll start getting into the position battles here just a little bit, but. Could this Dolphins defense struggle maybe against these mobile quarterbacks? They didn't have any quarterback hits. They didn't have any sacks against neither C.J. Stroud or Davis Mills. Uh, that's a good question. And given our history, I mean, I'm, I was going to say yes, because, I mean, every time we play a mobile quarterback, yeah, Lewis, it seems like Justin Fields is the most recent uh, yep. memory that just still. Lamar, yeah. I mean, the list yeah. goes on and on. It, it's been yeah, terrible. Geno Smith, Tyron Taylor. <laughs> Let's go. Oh EJ Manuel, I think he even took our souls at one point. Um, so yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about it, but at the same time, I, I like the way these linebackers are coming together, whether it be Channing Tindall um playing later in the game, you know, making some plays and David Long Jr. We talked about him flashing all over the place. I mean, you're gonna rely on those guys to come down and make those tackles and prevent those, you know, two-dimensional quarterbacks from getting out of the pocket and taking off. So yeah, I, I'm a little queasy about it. But I think I think this Vic Fangio defense, they're up to the task. Yeah, David Long was actually solid in coverage too, and this is just such a 
fresh group, fresh defensive experience where I think they will be a little better against those mobile quarterbacks. Josh, looking at it big picture, looking at David Long and the starting linebacker group, how are you feeling about it? Because not only did David Long Jr. look awesome, but I was reading some quotes before the game, specifically Emmanuel Agba. This is someone who, what, since coming to Miami, I think he had 18 sacks in his first two seasons, maybe even might have been eight and a half each of them. So 17, somewhere between 17 and 19 sacks in each of his two seasons. But now he's someone who's dropping back into coverage occasionally on a play-by-play basis. So how do you feel about this group as the season approaches and the flexibility they can have, especially if David Long can stay out there and be on the field the majority of the time? As ecstatic as you can be without Jalen Ramsey, I guess would be the answer I have. I mean, this defense on paper looks great. The versatility that all these guys have. You mentioned Emmanuel Agba, man. The fact that he's dropping back in coverage. Are, are we going to be seeing Jalen Phillips dropping back in coverage, Josh Boyer style, then too at some point? I, I, he didn't I look bad. That was one of those things where, like, you don't want it. It was like having. I think I'd rather have like a Jalen Phillips drop in the coverage compared to like Cam Wake. Because when I saw that, that's when I started to lose my mind that this should not be happening. Yeah, and I get it in certain situations. But, yeah, man, I'm excited for this group, the units from top to bottom. You have David Long out there. As long as those hammies or whatever, the rubber bands, whatever uh, Mike Vrabel called them, can hold up. I mean, I think this defense is going to take the next step. And um, we owe it all to Vic Fangio. We owe it all to these players going out there and busting their ass off. I mean, we got a lot of versatile pieces. So excited to see the way it all comes together. You're talking about that defensive line a little bit, Jake. we got to give Brandon Peely his flowers. I mean, you mm-hmm. talked about him on our Acorn episode. He looks like he's the only, you know, nose tackle behind Raquan Davis on the roster as of now, he looked pretty damn impressive in this one. So um, you add that depth piece to, you know, Raquan taking the next step, the other guys on those de- that defensive line. Yeah, man, good things are coming. And that defensive line just makes everyone so much better, and that's why you can overcome an injury like a Jalen Ramsey. And Josh, how about this? Channing Tindall for the second straight week had a pretty nice performance. Uh, no receptions allowed on two targets. Uh, one stop against the run. He played 21 snaps and was Miami's second highest rated player on defense. I mean, it's looking like it's all coming together for the second year guy. Yeah, I'm going I'm to stop listening to naysayers. I know I'm one of them, but there are people on Twitter that were, you know, talking about reports that he was on his way out this year right after we heard Mike McDaniel um, at the beginning of the season talking about how he expected a big jump. So we're seeing Channing Tindall own this defense. Uh, I shouldn't say own because there are obviously guys in, uh, above him on the depth chart and things like that, but he's really starting to look like the player you saw in college. He took some reps off the, you know, rushing the passer as well. You mentioned those pass breakups. That's the stuff that gets me excited. We've not had a linebacker that can cover in, you know, a while. I mean, Jerome Baker can do it a little bit. We saw it a little bit with maybe Duke Riley, but we don't have those guys that can cover real well. David Long had some pass breakups. You're seeing Channing Tindall do it. I'm excited to see what he can continue to do, and I think that it's uh, safe to say he's going to be on that 53-man roster. Going into year two, I mean, I think we have to feel pretty great about Chris Greer's draft class last year, right? Skylar Thompson, another three touchdowns of the preseason, doing enough to show he can be a backup quarterback as a former seventh-round pick. And then when you add in Channing Tindall and Nick Azucoma, man, you got to be really happy with the progress because there's this huge fear when you don't play in year one, right? Like, are you ever going to see the field? Is this going to be something where you just kind of got to put your head down and really focus? Because if those doubts come in, man, I, I think it's – it's not as simple as you just let them sit in the oven for a year and then they come out ready to go and, and hit the field running. Yeah, we got real scared with Tyndall because he was supposed to be the spy. I think it wasn't that Bears game against Justin Field at times. Mm-hmm. I think there was five snaps I have a video of that haunts me to this day. So it's nice to see him, you know, taking that next step in his career. And hopefully this is, you know, the light bulb came on and this Vic Fangio defense is perfect for him. When was the last, like, stud linebacker the Dolphins had? Uh, it, what? 
Stud is is a bit of a bit of a loose word. Yeah, you can't like, ask Carlos me that. Dansby, like yeah, Carlos Car- Dansby, Carlos ish, Dansby. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Like Zach Thomas just made the Hall of Fame, but I'm not even saying like we need that. But I'm just trying to think the last time this defense was built in a way where like the linebacker really starred because that hasn't been the way for like ten years. It felt like it felt like that middle of the field has been such a big weakness for the group. I'm really really looking forward to how thick Fangio puts this group together where it isn't Geno Smith running over to now or be into the red zone or into the end zone. I should say in like week 17 of the regular season, you just see a different attitude at this group. And I go back to the idea of if this is the dress rehearsal top to bottom, you just see the depth on this Dolphins defense to hold the Texans to just three points, man. It's just pretty damn impressive. Yeah, it really is. And I think you're right with the Carlos Dansby uh, going back that long. It's been, I was going to say Kiko Alonso, but I know I'd probably get shit for that. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed Kiko Alonso. Moments. He had yeah, hundred tackles and he uh, was on the wrong sideline at him. one point. I liked him, but I guess that's not the stud that we're looking for at all. So yeah, man, this defense continues to impress and I know it's preseason, but if they can go out next week and do the same thing with some of these guys on the, you know, the roster bubble going out there, shutting down, you know, then you start to look and realize it's the scheme. There's tons of depth bubble wrap everyone just simulate the next week and get us to the regular season with the roster we have last question we have josh to wrap up the day how do you feel about this cornerback battle right away man if you just want to be a box score watcher and you want to be mr doom and gloom both noah igbenogany and cater co who were targeted twice both allowed receptions yeah, man, I, I really don't know if we can box score watch that. But at the end of the day, I mean, those two guys are competing for those spots that are open now, right? With Jalen Ramsey out, I still hope Cam Smith can come up there and, you know, get some reps in and, and, and be himself again. But I think Cater Coe, who's probably best suited for the nickel, that's where they probably envisioned him playing. And then I guess you're going to start knowing Benogany on the outside, right? Unless Eli Apple can go out there and have the game of his he life. He looked all right, I yeah. think. And he's a veteran. I mean, those guys, you know, they know – more than a lot of people have forgot about the game. So I always try to give them a little bit of an advantage when it comes to these things. And we still hope Nick Needham should be coming back, right? Any any day now or rumors? Is it at a point, do we need to see him active soon to have any hope that he's um, playing to begin the season or active week one, I should say? Probably. And then that, I mean, if he's healthy, then that throws a, you know, a wrench into everything, right? Or not a wrench. It's a good problem to have. You got to decide if you want Cater on the outside, then Needham at nickel where he's played so well or vice versa because both of those guys have versatility and the same with cam smith so um i yeah I, it's battles that are going to go down to the wire and this is what camp's all about right diamonds are made under pressure my friend diamonds are made under pressure um i meant eli apple looked really comfortable and for some reason i always forget he's he's kind of a hitter like he can go out there and kind of uh, lace wood hit that hit stick man and, and i think he'd actually be pretty interesting and it's worth bringing up i mean it, it's hard because he's so great there's nothing really to say savian howard looked good i think he had a strong pass breakup i think he allowed one reception yeah. but overall man that quarterback room especially when Jalen ramsey gets back is going to be looking absolutely awesome yeah, can't wait. Can't, hope hope that's sooner than later. I mean, I don't know what the latest is on his rehab, but hopefully he's out there. But that pass breakup by X, I mean, he was kind of sitting back. I mean, you can see the way this defense lets him read and react and how quick he is to close on that ball. I know it was Noah Brown and it was the preseason, but it was a hell of a pass breakup. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay. 
still good for the highlights, man. That's important. It still goes on that uh, resume, that highlight film and that tape. Josh, how does it feel? Does it feel like we're getting to that regular season five? Does it feel like we're getting ready for week one against the Chargers? Do you feel prepared? No, no, I don't feel no. prepared at all. I had a four-year-old, my four-year-old's birthday parties yesterday, so I don't, even, I really didn't feel that prepared for for us doing this. Oh, how this was pot. it? Did oh, you have it fun? Was, yeah, it was good. It was, it was very good. There was a pinata, and uh, well, we ate pizza. Lots of toys that we had to pick up all the wrappers for, and all that. Sh- Any Legos? Boxes. Any cool Legos? No, no cool Legos. Not this time. No cool Legos. But yeah, man, I, I think it's, it's crazy. It does not feel like the season's approaching. In what three weeks? We were three weeks away from the season as we're recording this. Doesn't feel like that. So I, I can't wait because um, it's going to change how we feel throughout our everyday life now, right? <laughs> we gave, we're giving everything to the Dolphins moving forward. And two, let, let's just talk about it real quick. It's going to be the worst thing ever. After the Dolphins play next week, right? There is that week off between the start of the season and the end of the preseason, dude. It's going to be torture. It's going to feel like the longest week of your entire life. We do get college that week, though, right? They at least are smart enough to let us have college. I mean, I don't know how into college football you are. Every year I say I'm going to, you know, watch so much more than the year previous, and then I remember I have three kids and do a podcast with you that we recorded pretty much every day now. So, um, yeah, man, season's approaching, and I got to ask you, are you still feeling really good about this team? I know we had a couple scares. Well, one was it was legit. You know, Jalen Ramsey was a little more than a scare, but how are you feeling? Are you still feeling like this team's – gonna contend a juggernaut got might win the AFC East as weird as it sounds I was a a hint queasy after that week one game of the preseason just how the offense just nobody played right none of your stars played but there was still that little bit of doubt just because everyone's gonna panic about it all week Uh, but that 96 yard drive whatever it was on 14 plays that really put to rest any of those issues and you can tell that this is a group that isn't just going to say the, you know, F it, Tyreek's down there somewhere, F it, Waddle's down there somewhere. This is a group that there's a plan in place. And I think, Josh, Raheem Mostert is starting to lean towards that um, official RB1. Uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on that before we close things out here because uh, he just looks so great. We haven't seen a lot of Jeff Wilson, and I think he's going to be a great number two, a great player to have. Uh, but, man, Raheem Mostert just looks like that, a, a different monster out there. Yeah, he really does. I mean, Salvin Ahmed's probably the only one that's kind of played in that backfield, at least in preseason, you know, has really went up to that performance of what we've seen on Raheem Mostert. I mean, he clearly looks like the RB1, so uh, hopefully you stash him on a bunch of fantasy teams, and I know I did on a few because at one point, remember, everyone had Jeff Wilson right there, and Jeff Wilson was in a jersey last week, right? I don't think he's suited up. 